For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 64. Woo! And we got a skeleton crew tonight. Yeah, real real, real dangerous time on the submarine, because uh, it's only the two of us. It is, and... I don't know if we're qualified to run a whole sub by ourselves. Uh, we just 100% are not, for sure. Yeah. I'm manning the sonar, basically. That's it. You're steering. Just so, yeah. so you're not steering blind. I'm I'm helping you out. But otherwise, like, if we get attacked, no one's in that torpedo room. No, all we can do is try to run away. But right. that's what you get. That's yeah. You get. But, uh, yeah, a, they're missing out on a pretty extra special one because it was uh, a pretty good movie, I got to say, right? Didn't you just love this one? Sure, sure. Wow. Uh, we, yeah, we... Close out our classical movie cycle, which I'm sure we're going to have plenty more classical movies because uh, as we've been talking about, we're trying to find more and more sub movies for you guys. It's getting harder and harder as we keep going on. We're going to be scraping the the bottom of the barrel, like literally TV movie, Eric Roberts level type stuff going on probably in short order because yeah. We've done a lot of these episodes, a lot of movies. We've done a lot we of have. movies with submarines. But do not worry. We still have quite a few more. And we got a number. We know you guys are already 60 in, so we know you're stuck with us, and you're here for the long haul. That's, We're definitely That's what we really care about. We're 100% stuck in this. And, I mean, they, they're making a lot of submarine movies every day. I mean, probably, how many do you think they release every year? 30 or 40? At least, yeah. Yeah, probably. So, I mean, it's a replenishing uh, number, but uh, yeah, we're doing so many. We're going so hot, uh, so fast and furious. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, hey! There's another one with a sub. That's true. You're right. Fast eight, right? I the eighth one, Fate of the Furious. So. I think that was yes, the one where they, they Fate of the Furious. They ran ran away from a submarine or whatever. Uh, yeah, no. There's all there's this. There's still a whole bunch of them. It's just we gotta let the listeners know just how hard it is and how hard we're working for them. You know? Yeah, you guys are worth it. Oh, What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle L. Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. And here we are, episode 64, Operation Pacific. Operation Pacific. I thought for a second you had called our listeners worthless. No, you we said, said it was worth, they were worth, worth it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm less excited. I was going to say like, yeah, stick it to him, Kyle. When that when you called him worthless, because you know, yeah. But we're, uh, we're cool, you know, it's like when a musician flips off the crowd or something like that, and it was like, yeah, people love right. to be verbally abused by their podcast host, right? And so we just wanted. I I was like pretty excited, and then when you, I realized you said worth it, I was like, oh, sorry, oh. didn't mean to disappoint. But anyways, yeah, so this week is Ep- Operation Pacific. What was it 1951, I believe, 1951 film? Sure. Starring uh, the one and only John Wayne. I actually don't think this is the only submarine film he did. Actually, I know for a fact it's not the only submarine film he did. So we might really? see it again in the future. Yeah, remember, I think you have it, In Harm's Way. He's in that. Oh, yes, I just got that. Him and a little yeah. Kirk Douglas. Yeah, I don't, the only thing we don't know about that one yet is just how much submarine there is. <laughs> is there actually a submarine in it? Right, it could be just like one of those cases of someone being like, and you arrived by submarine, but you never actually see the submarine or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we don't know. We'll find out. We, will, yeah, we will so watch we got, it for you guys. Yeah, so we got uh, John Wayne, um, 
uh, playing Duke E. Gifford in this, uh, executive officer of the Thunderfish. And then uh, the captain of the Thunder- Thunderfish, John T. Pop Perry, played by Ward Bond. And then the love interest, the one and only Patricia Neal, playing LTJG Mary Stewart. Now, when that name came up on the screen, I was like, no way. Because I knew, I knew Patricia Neal. You did? In real life, yeah. She lived on where I grew up, Martha's Vineyard. She lived there for a long time. I mean, she lived there with Roald Dahl when she was married to Roald Dahl in the 80s. And then uh, lived there until she passed away. Uh, Not that long ago, actually. So um, she lived there for a few decades. And she played tennis at the place that I worked over the summers. Really? Yeah. And so she would come in with her foursome and they'd play uh, doubles and they always played the same time. So I knew that I, you know, they needed to get signed up for that time and stuff like that. They were nice enough. I mean, they were fine. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know who she was. I had no idea who she was. At one point, right, someone I mean, was like, teenager. You know, Patricia Neal. And I was like, I don't, what? what? Yeah, yeah obviously that's, alone. that's Mrs. Neal. What? <laughs> was she any good at tennis? They're all good for their, you know, for their age, I guess. Yeah. They were elderly her, ladies. Her versus Andre Agassi. Who wins? Uh, Andre Agassi now or Andre Agassi at the same age that Patricia Neal was playing when I knew her? Put Well, make them now so like they're comparable in age to when you knew her. Does that make any okay. sense? No, that made no sense. Uh, so let's say, okay, well, how about this? She is 60. Andre Agassi is 95. Okay. Patricia Neal. Oh, oh yeah. Superstar. Sweet. Yeah. So we just got to wait. We got to wait until Andre Agassi is that old. By that time, we should have the technology to resurrect Patricia Neal. And we could. While um, she's 60. Oh, yeah. And then we, I don't know, obviously. And then uh, we, can, we can actually play this out. Good. All right. Whatever. We should probably get into this. We so, probably should, but we can really stretch out. It's only, it's only us. Like, we can really stretch true. out and have this go. It's going to go 40, 50 minutes. Buckle up, listeners. We're going, we're going an hour, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we will not. We will not. So this movie way. opens up, and I would it no submarine to be scrolling, seen. Scrolling text, oh, and I thought right. I know where I've seen this before. Uh, duh, Star Wars totally ripped this off. It's the Probably same true. exact type of scrolling text, and the exact same words too. Yeah, and again, like, what, what? Far, far away in like, Hawaii. You're like, what? <laughs> What is going on? <laughs> it wasn't Hawaii. Was it Hawaii? Weren't they at Pearl Harbor? Oh, eventually. No, 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 no. We opened. No. So it, anyways, after the text, it's amazing. We open up in a jungle on the coast. Yeah. Yes. And our boys and are doing a search and rescue mission. Yeah. No submarine to be seen, but they're waiting. They're like, where is Duke? They got to be coming soon. Oh man. Oh man. Where are they? Where are they? And all of a sudden we see coming out of the jungle, strapping Young man, quote, quote, unquote, young man, uh, John Wayne carrying a tiny little baby in his arms. He's basically like Kyle with a tiny little baby in his arms Yep, and leading a, a couple nuns and a whole bunch of children out of the jungle to safety. Mm-hmm. And this is, I guess, introduction to probably one of my favorite characters you've ever seen in a movie because this little baby's name is Butch. Straight up. Oh I think I'm pretty dude. sure Duke Duke named them on the spot. They were like, no, actually, he already has a name. His name is Theodore. And it's like, no, his name is Butch. <laughs> Ugh, what a great name for a baby. Oh, what's his, his baby's so cute. What's his name? Butch. Like, right. Really? That's what you went with? And so, anyway, yeah, so they're, <laughs> they're picking them all up. They were able to rescue all these people. One person's a little late coming. So they, they send off all the, the, the nuns and the children in the boats and they're like, go to the submarine. And they're like, where's the last guy? Where is he? And he comes stumbling out of the jungle. And I thought this guy was going to turn out to be a bad guy. Cause he comes out dragging a, a Japanese soldier. Yeah. Who, who'd been knocked unconscious. And they're like, we told you not to like get into trouble. And it's like, I didn't get into trouble. He tripped over me. I thought this guy was going to turn out to be someone who like ruins everything by like going against orders and stuff like that. But then they just kind of laugh it off. They're like, okay, put him under a tree. Let's get back to the submarine. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I, I guess thought they were going to just straight up slit this dude's throat and just, I thought so too. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been, I thought they were, I thought they were going to do a cool thing. Yeah. I thought they were going to say like, 
oh yeah and i always like the guy would be like i want to cool them and they'd have to like stop them from doing it i was like i was really ready for some action right away but they start off kind of like a lot of these older films do kind of like what we had with uh was it torpedo run that was kind of religious or was it yeah no, it was well, torpedo uh, run, destination right? tokyo sorry destination tokyo that's right so destination just like that one this one actually has a lot of religious stuff going on and not only have they just brought the you know kind of the nuns out here but that's kind of it's kind of it's being played up a lot in that regard it's kind of like sister you know get onto the thing so like you kind of have it going on i was ready for action but they really started off much more with this religious stuff much more nun um, than you would ever think way way more nuns than i had anticipated and and i thought that was going to be season four not uh, really so well, yeah, Sister Act, Sister Act Two. I mean, yep. we watched those probably a number of times for for the nun uh, season. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're well, probably already scraping the bottom. I guess there's a lot of probably there's a lot of nun exploitation out there. Would be my guess. Wow, that's a good word. Um, I think that probably is. I don't think I made that up. I think that's an actual word. Oh, I like it. Wow. So, anyways, uh, they get everybody into the Thunderfish and. We just kind of see life going on around there. Kids are going absolutely nuts, running yeah, all over and, the place. Nuns are trying people, to corral them in. Submariners are loving it, though. They're having a grand old time taking care of these kids. They're getting into all kinds of high drinks. They, at one point, even, they, they kind of run along uh, a ship that they want to destroy. They're like, we got like some torpedoes left, even though we have all these nuns and children on board. Let's crush this thing. Oh, and. The kids are kind of like getting in the way and like about to push buttons and stuff. I was like, is this really the time that you should? I, but I guess it was wartime, right? So you got to take every opportunity to sink some sink some boats. Yeah. And then and what happens is they, is that, that was one of the duds. Or, oh, it explodes halfway there. Yeah, because they fire yeah. the torpedo. And at first I wasn't sure if this was just because of the time era that we're watching this movie, that maybe the effects weren't good. But no, you, just, yeah. you, just, you just see this big explosion. I was like, did they get the ship? I don't know. Yeah. But then no, we find out that it just misfired in the middle of its path. Right. Yeah. And then this is something we can mention here, which is this is a very uh, cheaply made, poorly made movie. Um, it kind of piggybacked on the back of a lot of other uh, war movies. So almost everything you see that's war action is just from literally like from like newsreel footage from actual war. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, all the miniatures and stuff look like shit comparatively to what we've seen. Like, when we watch something like Destination Tokyo or Torpedo Run or those kind of things, we've mm-hmm. been kind of amazed at the model work and the different stuff they do. This all looked like garbage. Like yes, all of it, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. It was not 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 good effects at all. You could tell it uh, with the miniature work, they were shooting in a pool. Yeah. It was oh, just yeah, yeah, crystal yeah. clear and see there the was side. a solid bottom and a side. You'd see a side, yeah. You'd see the side of the pool. It was crazy. I don't know. Anyways. They, it explodes halfway there. I couldn't tell whether that was supposed to be like the kids that screwed it up, but no, it turns out to be something that's kind of mentioned in a bunch of these uh, war films. Uh, there was a long time where they they kind of struggled because we had to ramp up war so quickly in the Pacific. Uh, we really struggled, the United States and the Allies, with having torpedoes explode uh, correctly. So there's a lot of duds um, yeah. that were shot off, and it was a real big problem in the Pacific, even to the point where I think the book run silent run deep has a whole section where he's on land trying to f- he working on that or instead of being on a, a submarine he's kind of working on that torpedo thing it's get more detail in the book than the, than the movie in that case well that will happen later uh, in this movie but right exactly our boys get to pearl harbor drop the nuns off and the oh you know one thing is they do be, when the thing explodes they do get depth charged and that's when i was like oh, oh you yeah. got these like kids, kids and nuns into like a really bad situation <laughs> <laughs> But then the, the baby's like sleeping. So they're like, see, everyone be like, Butch. Butch is such a hard ass. Like, yeah, yeah, he pretty much is. Yeah. So anyways, as they're heading towards Pearl Harbor, the captain is like, hey, you're going to see Mary Stewart? You, you heard she's she's now in Pearl Harbor. And he's like, no, I'm not seeing Mary Stewart. They always talk, call her by her full name. No, I'm not seeing Mary Stewart, my ex-wife. And he kind of explains it's about John this Wayne's situation. ex-wife. Yeah, it's his ex-wife. It's, it's John Wayne's ex-wife. And the captain's clearly like, hey, you should really meet up with her. Wasn't she a great gal? I loved her. And you, yeah, I can't believe you guys split up and blah, blah, blah. And here it's implied that, oh, no, it just didn't work out. And I was on submarines. I'm still on submarines. Like, it doesn't work very well. And I wasn't even there when my baby was born. And I wasn't even there when my baby died. And, we're like, oh. and it's kind of the sad story of, you know, he basically, they couldn't handle this tragedy and him being away 
in that time and they split up even though they still were in love with each other but they had to they were but they had to go their separate ways and now he's like no a little demon has wedged his way in between duke and what's her name again mary stewart mary stewart yeah so Bob Perry. So that's actually the captain's brother, little brother, Bob. And so the captain does a little trickery. He's like, I'm going to send out this thing as we head into Pearl Harbor. I'll send a note saying Mary Stewart's got to be the nurse who comes and like gets the baby and stuff. And Mary Stewart talks to her boss and is like, no. And the boss is like, yeah, come on. You you meet him on your terms. Woman power, feminism, et cetera, et cetera. And she's basically like, I'm going to say you're sick and you're not going. And she's like, thank you. And so, yeah, so then they are there. The captain is totally expecting that Mary Stewart's going to be around, uh, but they're um, not, but she's not. And also, what what was the other thing that happens in this scene? The nuns say, like, goodbye, and there's a whole thing of being like, Yeah, there's some really, just like weird stuff there. But eventually Duke goes to the infirmary to see little baby Butch. yeah, so he doesn't. He's not even going there to see Mary Stewart. He's like, I want to see my boy Butch, baby, literally, baby. And then goes up to this baby and is like, Hey, what's up, Butch? And the nurse is like, Get out of here! You can't just like go around stealing babies. And he's like, I wasn't stealing this baby. And they're like, And they get this whole prolonged thing about him stealing a baby. Yeah, it was uh, really awkward. Yeah, they, they go for like twenty minutes, just like litigating this whole thing about whether he was stealing the baby or not. Uh, and then Mary Stewart is there and they just like start making out. Dude, they are hitting it off real hard. They're picking right up where they left off before the divorce. You know what I'm talking about? Wink, wink. Straight. Yeah, for sure. They're, they're smooching so hard. Yes. And then he's like, let's have dinner. And she's like, I actually kind of. Yeah, bring get wine. He's like, oh, then we'll do, well, maybe we'll do dancing afterwards or something. And she's like, no, I got plans though. And he's like, what? And he's like, that's when she reveals, oh, hey, I'm going out with this guy, Bob. It's like, wait, you know, Pop's little brother? I haven't seen him since he was like basically like a A little little teeny weeny garbage kid that I like messed up his hair. And like, well, you can't mess up his hair now. Because he's like seven feet tall. He's like huge. And um, what is that? Then, then, So then they meet up later. They go to dinner. He gets the wine. Although I don't think he's really expecting Bob to show up no not not for this so he's expecting that mary stewart will come and then leave later for her date or whatever and i think i think he also expects like i'm just gonna woo her so hard and we're gonna be making out like super hard that she won't want to go on this date with bob anyways and also he's like a little tyke whatever yeah and so they're all sitting down at a very tense dinner and it's really weird it'd be like if somebody's wife was sitting right in front of me and i was actively hitting on her trying (laughs) Like not even being shy about what I was doing. It was really, really odd. Yeah. It was a big, comp- big competition going on. Pop's trying to, <laughs> it's funny. Cause like pop goes off to dance with Mary Stewart. He's like, you need to get back with, with Duke. Which is which like, is hilarious. What? Cause like, you're throwing like your brother, brother under the bus. Right. At the same time, his little brother is talking to John Wayne, manly man. Also weird, weird that he was married to Mary Stewart because Mary Stewart looks like she's pretty young. Yes. And he literally looks like he's carved out of wood. Like he's been petrified. Like a, I don't know what, what, like I, I guess that he was before 50. he was a boy. Right. I guess he was 50. He was actually 44 when he filmed this. I think he probably was just living, living a little harder than, yeah. uh, than the average person. He was so only he looked a little 44. I know. Right. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So they're talking and, and the kids basically like, or this guy, he's an air force pilot. Now he's a kind of like a hero. And he's basically like, I have been a, I've been a badass my entire life, but because I'm from the same town as you, I'm never, no one ever talks about me. He's like, when I was hitting, when I was like throwing, pitching a perfect game or something, or when I was scoring the, the game winning touchdown in high school, you were off, you know, w- doing whatever. And then when I was starting off my career or hitting the home run in Stanford, everyone was talking about you on the submarine. And when I started bombing, you all of a sudden did some heroic stuff with your, with your submarine. Like I've always in your shadow. And then meanwhile, his brother's over there being like, yeah, fuck my brother. Like go, <laughs> go actually you get back with Duke. Like this guy sucks. My, my little brother sucks. It's like, yeah, this guy sounds like he, like his life kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> he's just living in the shadows of, of Duke. He probably wishes he was as cool as baby Butch, but he's never going to be. But Anyway, yeah, this this goes on for a while. Basically, he's like, fucking suck because 
I'm not, I'm not as good as you. And eventually push comes to shove and Bob tells everybody that him and Mary Stewart are getting married. And he's like, Mary, are you going to marry this man? And she's like, I just don't know. And then he's like, give me a straight answer. And then she's like, get out of here. And she gets kind of angry because she's like, this is my life. It's not yours. So like, you can't tell me what to do. You're my ex-husband. You're not my husband. And she kind of storms off to go hang with Bob a little bit more. And so they, they say their goodbyes and but at the house, but Bob, do Bob they? No, Bob, Bob and Bob oh, and yeah. Mary Stewart. He drops her off, walks her back and to her she house. She does not drops her up. kiss him. No, so things are kind of like not looking great for Bob. And guess who's lurking um, in the bushes? <laughs> yeah, like a real creepster. Yeah. <laughs> it's Duke. He's got some flowers, I guess. And he's like, hey, let's how about we smooching this darkness over here? And she's like, creepy, okay. And then, but they, they you know, they're kind of just like talking things out. And all of a sudden, he get, they get interrupted yeah. because they're told there's like a big emergency with the whole crew of the submarine. And he's like, hey, Mary, I got to go. And she's like, I understand because, you know, the military stuff. It's kind of hammering home this idea. Of and like, you've always put it. No matter first, what, it won't I will never yeah. be number one in your eyes. It's always yeah, really submariners. That message. Yeah. So they get to the jail and the constable or whoever it is, is talking to him. He's like, look, we got your whole crew here. Uh, they were causing a big ruckus. He's like, how do you know they're my crew? You know, show them to me. And then they all start walking these guys out and they're like, they look like they're drunk as shit. They're missing shirts. They got luau's. And then literally at this point, John Wayne does a face palm and is just like, fuck, those are my guys. So they're like, okay, you're going to have to pay like 200 bucks. And they're like, okay, we couldn't even get that money if we took everyone's money. And then, and you're going to pay $200 and I can't help you, but like, they're going to get like written up or whatever. And he kind of swings this deal. And I think this was the entire scene was supposed to be, first of all, the crew loves him because he gets them out of jams. But also, like, everyone just kind of, like, he kind of swings the situation that looks real bad completely around to the point where the people who are complaining, the Native Hawaiians who are complaining about the ruckus, are, like, apologizing to him profusely. Yeah. To be, sorry, sorry. Oh, we'll give you free stuff. We'll, next time we'll have a luau. You'll be invited. And well, because he basically stuff, was going to rat on him for having, like bootleg liquor. Yeah, so they're not supposed to, it's bootleg. Yeah, they have, they have basically bootleg uh, moonshine, the, the, the Hawaiian moonshine. They, they had given it to the crew, which is like against the law. You're not supposed to, you know, serve that to active duty military, probably. Only supposed to give them the best of the best. And you know, what was also really weird here is when the guy, well, when John Wayne is trying to work his magic and the guy's like, I can't let this go. You guys are screwing up so much. Like, this is ridiculous. I need to make an example out of you. And John Wayne basically says, hey, I don't know if you heard or not, but we brought some nuns back. Oh, and yeah, that's right. Yeah, again, another guy, religious thing. I don't thing, know yeah. if he's got some kind of fetish for nuns or what, but he's like, wait. Nunsplitation, um, baby. Did you just say, uh, did you just say nuns? He's like, uh, tell me where they are and I will let you go. <laughs> yeah, he's like, um, you got my... Uh, rosary that i can double as anal beads you're like oh my god oh my god what are we oh yeah bleep that out kyle bleep that out it's crazy stuff dude. Um, hey this is a john wayne movie we're not making it up it's hardcore stuff we aren't yeah and so uh they head back out to sea right that's pretty much oh dude happens, because right? guess what fucking shore leave is canceled get it out of here yeah yeah Shirley's canceled they head back out to sea they're kind of cruising around now they have kind of the opposite problem with their torpedoes they keep on shooting stuff they got like all kinds of ships to destroy and they hit the side of the boat well 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 first off we have a torpedo montage where our boys are just absolutely crushing these japanese ships just like one after another you see the boys sailing for a second wham torpedo in the water boom ship blows up and then after a couple times of that, then we see one just hit the side of a ship and boop, it just bounces Bounce off. Bounce right off, yeah. And they kind of hint at something that was really true, which was that they would often have it be duds when you hit straight on, like perfect shots. If it was a little askew, that it actually would work. And so I guess for, while they were trying to figure out what to do, American ships or submarines were shooting torpedoes purposely poorly because it was a better way to make sure that they would explode. Interesting. Um, that's like a true story. Uh, so uh, this ship that they hit with the dud, yeah. all of a sudden takes down its Japanese flag, throws up the white flag, 
And, and if we know anything from what we've seen, we'd be like, don't trust that. Yeah. Why would you, why would you Come do on, that? Bullshit. But everybody on the sub is like, well, maybe we damaged it. Maybe they're going down. Let's go check it out. So they head up, they start cruising towards the ship. All of a sudden they pull away some, some boxes and there's just like a big old gun. Oh. And they're like, oh shit. What's up, Thunderfish? So they're like, yeah. So then they start shooting, you know, they start shooting back at them, blah, blah, blah. And things start going poorly. So they, they got to dive. And uh, the captain, before he can get into the boat, gets totally owned by this. Poppy, man. Uh Oh yeah, he gets he gets riddled with bullets, just riddled with bullets, and he with his last dying breath, he's like, "Dive the submarine!" And then with his second last dying breath, he pulls out his dick, and he's like, "This is the last time. I'm sorry." And at first, it's completely erect, but you know he dies when it goes. Yeah, as the water comes up, the last thing you see is his captain dick just above the water, and you're like, "You!" Everyone salutes it because it's like a little flagpole. Yeah. Yep. It's really sad. Anyway, saddest scene we've ever seen so in a movie yet. They are, they are really upset about this, and so they go down and, and they're getting some depth charges and stuff like that. But uh, John Wayne decides to pull a little cowboy shit, and he's he's like, "We're gonna surface up and we're gonna take these motherfuckers out." And so he kind of like swings around, surfaces the ship. They all run out. They start blasting away, crushing them, and then they're like, "We're gonna ram it." And oh, so they yeah. take their submarine and just ram the shit out of their boat and sink that shit. <laughs> the front of the submarine's all damaged and they got, got flooding and stuff like that. But they kind of handle uh, they handle all that stuff and they just very, very slowly head back towards Pearl Harbor. And everyone's real sad and the captains died. Um, but you know, there it's also one of those things where it's like they got a long, long road ahead of them of just trying to make sure that they can get the submarine back to functional back the to base because it's so damaged. Oh yeah, I mean it's it basically is damaged to the point where they're not even sure they could make it back, but they're so they're going really really slowly. Yeah, and yeah. basically when they get back, John Wayne says, "Hey, Poppy's dead. I'm the captain now. Right. But this would not have been right. a problem had the torpedoes just you know not misfired. We had a couple of these, and then we just get this whole long scene of them testing basically new firing pins and torpedoes." Yeah, um, yeah. So they like, basically they have like an investigation. They conclude not your fault. Everything's great, and they say, but they say like we'd rather you go back to the United States. It's been like traumatic and all this stuff. And he kind of swings it around to be like, no, 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 I want to stay. And, and so that the deal they make is, well, you'll stay while they are doing repairs. You'll figure out this tor- this torpedo shit. Yep. And they have this whole thing where they figure it all out, and, and it's it not particularly interesting. Highly dangerous uh, because they are they are dropping. Huge torpedoes within six inches of a guy sitting down, well, a group of people, and they keep showing the same clip of it dropping. It's like, come yeah. on. Even, even to the point where in that, when they succeed, I'm not sure what the difference was. I, think I, was like, I don't know what loud, they saw. Loud pop. It was a louder pop than usual because <laughs> it seemed like they were just keep on dropping this thing. And I was like, wait, are they waiting for it to explode? Because that would be fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're going to kill like standing right there. 40 people <laughs> around this thing. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, they also have another religious scene. They have Pop's like funeral thing where Duke does like a little, like a, literally they pray in the middle of this movie, like a full prayer. Um, and he kind of talks with Mary Stewart a little bit more. Right. And, and Bob's like real angry because his brother died. Well, and, and blames he, Duke. He's, yeah. He says, dude, you yeah. uh, dove and you left my brosif up there to die. And he's like, I did do that. Sorry. And Mary Stewart's, she ends up being kind of like angry at Duke because she wants to help him like grieve for his best friend, his BFF. And, uh, but she, he won't let her. He's like, I'm a man. I don't, you know, I don't need a woman to help me grieve. Get out of here. And he's like, cries and like runs away. And she's like, okay, this, you know, you only, you won't let me in. Like we need to, I need to help be able to help you grieve or else you're not going to be there fully for me. Help you. Right. That's where the line comes from. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, so like when they finally figure out how to fix the torpedo, he goes to Mary Stewart and is like, we're going dancing. I got some fucking champagne. Uh, I got a big old box of condoms over there. And you know what that means. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, no. I, you didn't let me in when I wanted to help you grieve. No. I'm not just here to be around for celebrating and doing whatever. 
And then she's like, but I will take that box of condoms. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And then she's, she's like, hey, like safe sex, everyone. Oh, these are smaller like, yeah, than the ones uh, Bob uses. He's like, no. Oh, shit. What the hell? <laughs> He's like, you know, that's not true. Uh, and so. They basically yeah, well, head then, back then, out then, now, when, really. Well, yeah, and, and and even Mary Stewart's funny because she like she like rejects him, and then her boss is like, "You blew it." Yeah, <laughs> you gotta get kind of with that thing. guy. He's so banging. Yeah, that fifty-five-year-old man is so hot. She's like, "Wait, he's only forty-four. Um, She's like, "Holy shit, maybe you should rethink this. Don't do it." <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so then they head back out to sea. They got these like banging torpedoes in there. They got everything up the wazoo, ready to crush some Japanese. And then don't worry, right before we really do anything, we meet up with another U.S. ship and we get a an exchange of movies. Yeah. And yes. there's this- And including Destination Tokyo, baby. Yeah, comes on board, the Thunderfish. And this scene is really long, really awkwardly long. They rig up these pulleys between the ship and the sub and they're like tying these- movies and hey movies back then are not just little dvd cases or a flash drive it's like a huge briefcase and they gotta oh wow float that thing on not float it but you know get it on over to the other place the other chuck it like a football yeah Yeah. they should have and so then they yeah they put on the thing actually they have a scene of them watching destination tokyo which i found kind of funny oh yeah we're right there we're we're there uh we're only at the last last 20 minutes of the movie but uh we should do an episode where we just review destination tokyo but as seen through this film we could do that it would be very short i think it's only five seconds they only see yeah maybe like a couple seconds of it but it'd be good good episode that's what i'd say yeah i've already i'm already reviewing it great episode yeah, it's really good and so they watch this movie for a little bit and they literally and you're wondering you're like what was the point of any of that why did we just see that and then they surface the next day and what do they see floating well they find like an oil slick in a debris field and they find the movie that they gave to the u.s ship Uh uh-oh and they're like someone's gotta pay they're like revenge time and dude they start dishing it out (laughs) oh yeah they're like not gonna be warm but they find a whole japanese fleet heading somewhere and they're like Oh, send out a message like, oh, but that would alert them. They'll know we're here. And like, oh, they'll know we're here in short order. Don't you worry about it. Yeah. And so they set up all the torpedoes. They start launching shit. They're destroying like all kinds of boats. All these boats are getting destroyed. Oh, man. They take down like a dozen in a matter of like five minutes. And they buckle down and like, time for some death charges. And they get a whole bunch of death charges. They're getting rocked all over the place. A couple leaks here and there, but they take care of it. It's always funny in these movies where sometimes it'll just be like, for convenience, it'll be like, they're just, they're moving, they couldn't find us, they're moving away. Whereas other times it seems like that people, they have to spend like 36 hours getting death charge. Right. Seemed like for after five seconds, the boats lost them and they uh, came back up and everyone's kind of gone, but they've left behind a damaged aircraft carrier. And they're like, oh, baby, that's what we want. We want to take out this aircraft carrier. That's like the gold. That's like what, that's what everyone's like, you know, super into. So they, uh, destroy, they send off their last of the torpedoes, I think the last one, I think, and totally crush it. And everyone gets to look at it and they're admiring it. And then because they save the day, they end up on lifeguard duty for a big battle. So they, they kind of like damaged the fleet as it was heading to intercept a bunch of Americans, uh, ships and stuff. They damaged them, alerted Americans of what was going on. They were able to go. Now they're kind of heading around helping people. And who do they pick up out of the water? Oh man, our, our boy Bob. Yeah, our boy Bob. Bobby is floating around like a bozo. Uh, they jump in their boat. They go after him. Uh, the um, who was it? The uh, captain or the cob is killed. Junior, I think it was. The well, guy's all right, name. because a Japanese killed. fighter fl- is flying in yeah, and it starts. Uh, it starts attacking the submarine and the survivors. Right. And they, yeah, so they, so the two people get killed, but one of the, uh, the EXO, the new EXO, the this, like baby faced young guy, um, he's able to get Bob on board. And then Duke, when he's getting everyone to safety, he's the last one on uh, deck and gets 
shot. He gets kind of like shot in the shoulder or whatever. And they pull him in. They're able to knock out the, uh, uh, the plane. And then, uh, he gets in, he's injured and, um, he kind of like curls up to hunker down for going back to Pearl Harbor. Yeah, Cause that worked super great for Poppy. Um, uh, but they did get Duke back in the submarine. And one of the things, so the young guy who got killed, this is really weird. They just like divvy up his supplies or his belongings. And then they're like, Oh, look at this. And they pull out a Confederate flag. You're like, yeah, why? that was real weird. Why is this even in this movie? This makes no sense. I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know what it was. I, I was trying to think of that as well, if there was some historical reason why they wanted to point out specifically that this kid who was from Georgia, whose family had fought for the Confederacy, was it supposed to be some kind of like they fought for the Confederacy, but now he's fighting? Like, it was all like, I don't know. It's, it felt very strange, almost like this honorable Confederacy type of thing. It was weird. That his... You know, honestly, quite damaging that kind of revisionist history that's been out that's been done. So, like, I, I also found that very strange. It was weird uh, that they went out of their way to be like in this honorable soul, and they hold up a Confederate flag, yeah. and I'm like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird, great, yeah. cool. Uh, so, and so, anyways, they return, and yeah, dude, they get they get back to Pearl Harbor, and who's waiting for him, dude? Our boy, our girl, Mary Stewart, Mary. And what are they going to go do? The wedding is back on. And now the wedding planning process starts and they're out picking out invitations and wow. Yeah. What kind of invitations do they get? Uh, They got the cheapest ones they could. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. And hopefully the glue isn't too toxic when she's licking all those envelopes. Oh, a little Seinfeld reference. Um, so, but so what are they spending the money on? So they, they saved on invitations in order to what have like a banging band or something. Uh, it's John Wayne. So he's, he wanted some horses there, you know? Yeah. He just, he went, yeah. He wanted a cowboy theme going yeah. on. Mary Stewart, not so into it, but you know, it's his day. So <laughs> yeah, he gets what he wants. Yeah. And that's yeah. operation Pacific, man. Well, I, but you didn't even mention they went to also adopt oh, baby butch. Yeah. Baby butch. How could we forget baby butch? <laughs> baby butch is there ring bearer slash best man slash, uh, walking her down the aisle slash, mm-hmm. uh, what else does he do on this wedding? He's a DJ. Duh. Um, baby Butch is all over the place. He's all, he's all over that wedding. Let's just say that baby Butch is nuts. Like I can dance. Remember the, uh, the blockbuster baby that would always dance. That's baby Butch. You're talking about like the Allie B- McBeal baby, the dancing baby. Is that Allie McBeal? I thought that was blockbuster. I think it's all things. I think the dancing baby has always been and always will be. Just the nineties. Yeah. It just, it's, it's kind of like the Holy ghost. It's all around at all times. Oh, bringing okay. it back. Religious all circle. There you go. Yeah. And that's operation Pacific. Hooray. Yay. We didn't go too far over, but uh, no, I think that was actually qu- quite perfect. Given that we, it's going to be, you know, in the end with two hosts, it's going to be a little shorter. So only like an hour and 45 minutes probably yeah, in the yeah, end. Obviously. Um, for ratings, I guess I can start. Yeah, go ahead. So like we mentioned, this movie did not look good. Uh, we literally just watched some movies from the forties that look better than this way movie. better, way better. This was actually like, I don't know. I can, I can talk about it when it's my turn. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Um, and also when the thunderfish was out and about, they reminded me of, playing video games when I was younger and the AI was just always like cheating. Like they would be so accurate. No matter what you were doing, they could hit you. They had no problem at all. Just absolutely crushing any ship that was put in front of them. There was no challenge. These guys made it look like it was just a cakewalk being in a submarine. It was just a total joke. And like <laughs> we're invincible and we can even ram ships and take them down. Like it was, it was crazy and not a huge fan of like the whole love story that was going on throughout this entire yeah, movie. Good point. Cause there's, there's been other ones where the love story has been as prominent or bigger, but I felt like this one was kind of horrible. It was, it, I, I mean, really even bad. crash dive with how like weird and forced that yeah. guy was, at least that one that was um, a fun, that was actually like kind of an entertaining love story. I mean, even though he was kind of like a creepster scumbag. Yeah. Well, he would do funny but, things, you know, like, I'm going to, hey, I'm going to bring you back to my parents' house. And <laughs> this one was just this one was like super, 
it was almost like they were writing it themselves as they went along. John Wayne's like, and then we make out. (laughs) And then she's like, and then I'm also engaged to this other guy. And it's like, none of this actually makes any sense. I actually don't understand their relationship at all. Like, how did Bob not just walk over and punch John Wayne right in the mouth? He's like, dude, I just saw you kissing my fiance. But yeah, they are quite, they're quite uh, uh, nice about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was another thing that we didn't even mention. This scene really stood out to me because it really threw me off. The, so in the middle of the battle, when they're sinking like that entire Japanese fleet, the new EXO is allowed to look out the periscope and see a ship blowing up. And John Wayne's like, hey, go on and take a look. And there's this music playing oh, or whatever. Yeah, this was the fun. This is hands down like the funniest scene. It was so that weird. I think we've seen in anything. And it's always like this crescendo of music. It's like bah, da, da, music. And then what does he say that stops the music cold? I don't know. But oh, I've is- never seen it. He says, I never, oh, they, they shot down a submarine. They, they, they destroyed a submarine. And he's like, oh, check it out through the periscope. There's a swelling music. And then he goes, wow, I've never seen a submarine taken out by a torpedo. Dead stop to the music. Hard And they cut. just stare at each other. Yes. They're just was- staring at each other. The weirdest thing I've ever seen. I don't know what was like, that was in and then legitimately seconds of spent of them just staring at each other after the music is stopped on a dime when he says the, the words i've never seen a submarine taken out by a torpedo they wait beat 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 and then they go okay and then they just smash cut away from it and i was yeah, like back oh. to them like like crushing what is stuff this? it was so weird and yeah it was, i laughed out loud and i watched it again when i when it came up i can't yeah i forgot about that too yeah. i no, thought that was hilarious. That maybe my video was like skipping or something. I didn't know what was going on, but then no, I kept like between them. Like, what is this? This is the weirdest thing. Like it was so very strange out of place for everything else. You know what, actually, going on. I will say, even though I'm not going to give this a very high rating, I will say if someone, if people want to see something hilarious, they, they should watch that scene from it. So it is, it's, there's like these tiny moments that are quite funny that make this maybe a little bit worth watching just because that is unbelievable that that is in that, in this movie. It's so weird, but all things aside, I mean, it was still better than some of the trash that we've watched. Right. Yeah, that's probably true. But it's not it's not great. We put it in this classical movie cycle. It's really just based on age. This one I don't think is super great. I wouldn't recommend I I don't know. I I'm gonna give it like a like a oh, what can I even say? Four point seven five. It's funny that you did that because I did I think I did exactly the same thing you were doing where I had a number in my mind and then I was like, oh, no, no, no it can't be that high. It can't be that high. And I kept on lowering the number yeah. until I hit a spot where I'm like, yeah, that's that feels about right. Right. Because uh, I'm going to come in at a four. Oh, um, okay. I think it's, it's poorly made. It's not, a, it's it's honestly just not a good movie. Um, like, I watch a lot of bad movies and this is a bad movie. Uh, it's kind of sometimes hard to tell the difference between good and bad movies from different eras because uh, i think that there was just a lot of movies being made back then so it's like hundreds and hundreds of films were released every year so you have a wide range of kind of like good stories badly made badly made good stories i think this is probably closer to being a badly made semi-good story maybe, uh, from this maybe like, studio era good but they were just like churning and they were like churning these things out so you, you get a wide range of kind of quality um between like the top tier a plus and a and b and this is kind of like a lower tier B movie, kind of just one of those, one of those war movies they made back in the day. Um, but yeah, poorly made. The story itself is, is, is a very strange kind of like way they put it together. Um, and yeah, I just didn't, I, like you think, look at something like destination Tokyo, which I think hits a lot of the same beats that this one has. Um, same thing with run silent run deep, I think hits a lot of the same beats, but it's done so, so much better than this one that you can tell where it's like, no, nah, this is, this is not good. It's just not. And good. I mean, you want to, you want to like it because it's got John Wayne in it and you think, oh man, this should be good. Cause he's, you know, he's John Wayne. This should be a good movie. And it's not. The, the quality is just not there. And the, I, I actually think it could have, it could have had a tighter story that would have helped, but then it got bogged down with all the stuff that they did back in the fifties, like have these long scenes of, 
uh, a really weirdly constructed love scene and like a bunch of scene, religious scenes, religion centric scenes to kind of have that in there. And so then when you get down, boil down to the real like storyline, it ends up being very basic and not very interesting. Right. So, yeah. Huh. All right. Should I yeah, get some trivia? trivia? Let's do it. Oh, I got a lot of trivia actually. Uh, so John Wayne and Patricia uh, Neal did not get along during filming. Um, apparently, and this was something that was in a different thing. According to her, I think must've been from some interview or something. She said she was annoyed by his treatment of a gay publicity man uh, that was working on the picture, um, which is in line with kind of what's known about John Wayne as being kind of like this macho man guy who, you know, held a lot of views that nowadays would be right frowned upon. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so nearly 14 years later, they had reconciled and they worked together again in, in harm's way, 1965. Uh, so she's also in that one as well. So we'll see both of them again. Cause that's nice. a submarine film. Uh, and she noted that he had mellowed a lot. He'd already, he had, he already had, and was battling lung cancer at that point. So he was, um, he was pretty ill. And so she noted that he was a lot kind of just like mellow. Uh, during filming, and this is a crazy one too. This must she must have written a autobiography or had like a long form interview because this is kind of crazy fact. She said, or during filming, Gary Cooper visited the set to persuade Patricia Neal. He was married, but Patricia Neal was having an affair with him uh, to abort his child. Wait, she was pregnant. You talking like Gary Cooper from The Patriot? I think that's right. Not you're not talking about not The Patriot starring Mel yeah. Gibson. Wait, Gary Cooper couldn't have possibly been in that. Gary Cooper must have died long ago. Dude, that guy's name is Gary Cooper, 100%. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, Gary Cooper. <laughs> but no, probably not that Gary Cooper. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about Gary Cooper, the famous movie star from like the 40s and 50s. Oh, Anyways. shoot. Uh, is, all right, I'll figure it out. It's probably not <laughs> Gary Cooper. So anyways... It 100% is not. So, okay. The movie was filmed on a low budget. We could barely tell. Uh, so all the shots of the submarine ships and action scenes were stock footage from World War II. Oh. Uh, John Wayne was Excuse dissatisfied me. with Excuse the finished me. film. Well, it's Chris Cooper. Yeah. No, I actually was going to guess that. But then I was like, how could you possibly think Chris Cooper visited a, a set of a 1951 film to persuade his mistress, Patricia Neal, to have an abortion? I guess that's that the year crazy. he was born. It, so it's possible, Jamie. Okay. <laughs> so uh, John Wayne was dissatisfied with the finished film, believing it was over long and contained too much romance. Uh, he also was opposed to casting a Patricia Neal, wh- whom he felt was too young at the age of 24 for the role as his ex-wife, which is true, but also funny because he is far too old to be get- cast as an exo slash captain in World right. War II. So he- like exos and captains in World War II were way We got a little double standard going on here. All right, so it's decided to use far fewer uh, racist terms than usual um, compared to something, let's say, as Sands of Iwo Jima in 1941, because at the time that the film was being made, Japan was being used as an allied base during the Korean War. So they were like, you know what? Let's uh, turn these racist slurs down a scooch. Wow. Well, yeah, I guess it worked out. Yeah. Baby steps. Yeah. All right. So the problem with the submarine torpedoes shown in the movie are accurate. A poorly designed and tested firing pin could mal- mal- malfunction on a good hit. Poor hits could often produce more reliable explosions. So what they were shown here was actually uh, true. And the way that it was solved was similar, um, but not performed by a submarine crew. It was obviously performed by some like uh, engineers or something. Right. That's what I was amazed when they said, hey, you're the captain. You got to go test these torpedoes. Most time you'd yeah, be like, they wouldn't have done that. Not, not, not on what? I'm that, not yeah. the one who designed the torpedoes. Like I know how to run the boat. I'm the one who blows shit up. Yeah. Okay. And then Ward Bond's character. So, uh, pop, uh, he was based on commander Howard Gilmore, captain of the USS Growler while attacking a Japanese convoy. The USS Growler rammed a Japanese convoy escort, which was attempting to ram her. The J- uh, Japanese crew fired upon the bridge killing two and wounding Gilmore and two others. Gilmore ordered clear the bridge, realizing that he could not get to below in time for the skip to a ship to escape uh, and shouted, take her down. Uh, as in the movie, the crew later surfaced, but could not find Gilmore for her sacrifice. He was posthumously awarded the medal of honor. Nice. And then finally, 
when I saw Patricia Neal come up on screen, I was pretty excited because she's not only an Academy Award winning actress, but she lived in Martha's Vineyard, as I said. And so what other famous Martha's Vineyard celebrities would have been good in this film? How about Meg Ryan? Oh, yeah. Meg Ryan. As Mary Sorry, Patricia O'Neill. You're out of here. We got Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Give us a button. America's sweetheart. Meg Ryan. What about John Belushi? He's buried there. Did you know that? Really? His grave's there. Yeah, John Belushi. So buried in Martha's I would make John Belushi the, the young guy with the Confederate flag. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> he may not appreciate that. Actually, I think, I think save it for the next one. Michael J. Fox. Daughter's name is Aquina. One of the towns in Martha's Vineyard. He no longer has a house oh, there. Oh, okay. But, but, but Michael J. Fox, I feel like he makes sense as a young but guy. But he's too... Oh, no. Do you think he should be the baby He's face too lovable, XO? you know, to be like, oh, hey. Oh, baby face, baby face XO then. Yeah, How about that one? Yeah. What about Larry David and Ted Danson? Reuni- reuniting the Curb stars, Larry David and Ted Ooh, Danson. That is now... Larry David is Poppy and... Yeah. Ted Danson is Duke. I think that's good. I think that's good. What else? Larry David is the uh, other guy, uh, oh, Bob, Bob courting Ooh. Mary Stewart. But Ted and Ted Danson is Duke. You got like a, yeah, like a comedy. What about Obama? Obama yeah. is baby butch. Oh, wow. I mean, that does make maybe some sense with the timing. Uh, And of course, Ed Harris, he actually founded one of the towns in the island. Uh, He called it Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts. And it's very confusing. confusing. No one knows exactly where it is. Wow. I mean, you can't even find it on the island. That's incredible. Um, Obviously. I'm not sure what you're talking about. So one of the... You're talking about Ed Harris is Duke? he's Duke. But he's much, I think he's got to be, he's got to be like cooler. And I think like, you know, Duke was like really closed off with his emotions. And Harris isn't like that. And Harris lets you in, lets you into his yeah, heart. He lets you know everything that's going on. But I agreed. He would cry on Mary Stewart's shoulder. He would cry on anyone's right, And then I guess then you'd have to throw out the whole love story because Mary Stewart would be like just sitting there waiting for Ed Harris to get back. She's like, where is my man? Yeah. Eddie. And then he has to change the name. Never got Never. divorced. He's like, you know what? My husband is emotionally open. And all the other wives are like, wow, I wish my husbands were as emotionally open as Ed Harris. Yeah. That'd be incredible. Yeah. But alas, all right. the movie we have. And then we got to fin- finish it off with our little Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. All right. This is, again, it's been easy since I've collected so many of them. Um, I feel like it's going to be a lot harder when I get to something like episode 69. If we do a porno, then how will I, how will I connect? You're going to have to I don't find know. a way, man. People don't really work on pornos. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's possible. I think I might actually have to give that one up. I have to use some, something weird, like the where is it was there produced. A, <laughs> the country, country of origin. Ah, it's in English. And so is this submarine. Is, it, is there a Ron Jeremy um, submarine movie? <laughs> I do not believe so, unfortunately. Uh, so, anyways, this is quite easy. John Wayne also started in Harm's Way, as we have mentioned, which has Kirk Douglas. And obviously, we saw him as Ned Land in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And we can just go all the way through. This includes our boy, Teru Shamada. And it's funny, I checked John Wayne using my algorithm. It also popped out a film called Men Without Women from 1930. Yes. So, he would have just been 23 years old when this came out. And the plot is, this is all the plot said on IMDb. Divers clear the torpedo tube of a sunken submarine. Yep. That is, that is one I have on my request list to try to get. Yes. Really? Apparently he has an uncredited role as a radio man on the surface in that film. Incredible. That's it. That's all it says. So there we go. Fantastic. We will have to try to stump you one day. There will have to be something. That, that porno, that porno. I will think I coming. might have something that possibly could, because it's from 1916 or something like that. <sighs> you probably can. All righty. It's it's sub 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 world world 
So, in Operation Pacific, as we mentioned during our recap, our boys were mercilessly crushing the Imperial Navy with a force that the world has never seen before. And while there were many montages of torpedoes blowing things up like crazy, it's kind of hard to tell, but we may have possibly seen a Senshou-type submarine, also known as the, wow. also known as the RO-100 or the Co-Class. So, these are Japanese World War II diesel-electric submarines that were built from 1941 to 1944. There were 18 of them planned, 18 of them completed, and 18 of them destroyed. So, wow. they were 199... None, none, none were made into museums, no. just to be clear. Because they were but all destroyed. There might be something a little later where we could work on it. Uh, they're 199 feet, 10 inches long. Like, dude, you couldn't possibly get two more inches and make it 200 feet long. What the hell? Uh, it just seems like a waste that had a beam of 19 feet, eight inches for the engines. It had two 500 horsepower diesel motors with two electric motors that drove separate screws generating 760 horsepower. While surfaced, it could cruise along at 14.2 knots or 16.3 miles per hour. Submerged, 8 knots, which is 9.2 miles per hour. Only had a range of 3,500 nautical miles while surfaced. Submerged, 60 nautical miles. Went down to a test depth of 400, sorry, 246 feet. Held 38 people. For weapons, it had four 21-inch torpedo tubes in the bow and held a total of eight torpedoes. That would not have been sufficient for our boys as we saw them just unload torpedo after torpedo. It also could have held two Type 96 anti-aircraft guns or a 76.2-millimeter L-40 AA gun. So, all of the boats... I kind of misspoke earlier. I said they all destroyed. All of them were lost, but one may be Whoa. out there still. But, yeah. You what? Well, they don't know. We'll talk about it. Uh, so, these boats did not actually uh, go quietly into the night. They did sink a number of U.S. ships. The USS Aludra was sunk by RO-103. USS Demos was sunk by RO-103 on the same day as it sunk the other one, which I bet they were pretty jazzed. And the USS Henley was sunk by R-108. And the RMS Peshawar was also sunk. So the RO-13, the one that sunk two boats in one day, actually ended up going missing near the Solomon Islands. And there's no confirmed case, but it is thought that it was either sunk by a mine or a PT boat, which we know are obviously the best things on planet Earth. Uh, So if anyone knows anything about it, let us know. We'd love to tow it back to the Midwest and get a museum boat. You know, what the heck? I'm going to be honest with you, with kind of like... We're probably not going to be able to tow that Why? back. I'm not sure it's going to be shipworthy. Might not be or seaworthy because it's been on the bottom of the ocean for about yeah, like the best sixty years, seventy century. years, eighty years. Yeah, yeah, it could be a little rough. But you know what? It's not. It's still worth trying. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna denigrate your idea. So let's go. Uh, also, there is a kind of detailed log of the RO 103s journey up until it went missing if you go to combinedfleet.com you can find that on there but again when it goes missing near the solomon islands it's just missing what went down i don't know i do not know but that's it for subs worldwide pretty good i like it have we done a japanese, well, we did have japanese movie month oh so we probably oh, yeah. did it'd be funny if we did that one already i hope not 
Uh, so mustard man has been gone for three months now. Backpacking across Europe on the search for news. And we know you guys want news. So we decided while he's out collecting, we will give you some trinkets that we have been able to find. Um, some good, some bad is what it is. So recently there was actually quite a bombshell article of not great behavior by some submariners in the U.S. Navy. I feel like you're, understa- you're yeah, understating some it, maybe? pretty horrible behavior. Uh, so there was a rape list created a, aboard a submarine. And basically what happened is with the integration of men and women into submarines, uh, some of the guys were... I don't even know how to describe it. They they created a list when all these women came on board the submarine. And at first it was a list with these like uh, stars next to it. You would give, they had star ratings. And then after that, mm. the list kept getting cruder and cruder. And then eventually there was one that was just like, hey, these are the things we want to do to these women. And this sounds awful. awful. It's not great. It's really not. And the captain was even informed about it. And something that was also really weird is this list was showed by one of the guys. He took this list. One of the creators of this list showed it to one of the female submariners. Like, how the hell is that? Do you think that's going to go over? That's like, what? Why? you? It seems crazy. I don't know why you would even do that. These people are insane. But, uh, yeah, sounds like they they might be. A little yeah, off. and so the captain found out about this, and basically, they were. He didn't want to like make it a formal report. Didn't want anything you know bad to happen to his crew. Although obviously something should have, and it is now. Uh, it's been found out, but uh, they even have reports because this list was maintained on the computer system of the submarine somehow they have him right Wait, what yeah jesus christ so he was trying he was googling how to find things on like the submarine server trying to figure out how to find it you know which is not like <laughs> what are you kidding me but anyways this is all blown up obviously as it should have it's horrible and um We'll have to see how it plays out. There's a very interesting article on militarytime.com. This has just come out within the past couple of days. Yeah. Wow. It's really, really new. new. It's, the article is very long, and I don't want to take anything away from it or misspeak on any of it, but it's very interesting and um, very crazy. I can't believe that that happened. But we'll get away from that. That's sad. There's much better sub news out there. So... Jamie, have you heard of a uh, ride-sharing program called Uber? Well, Never it's heard of fairly it. popular. And they have just unveiled... What's, ri- what's, what's ride-sharing? Good question. Uh, they have just unveiled a new service called Scuba, where you can go with another passenger... On a submarine, and you hail the submarine from Uber, and it will take you on a tour of the Great Barrier Reef, and it costs about $1,000 to go, and currently, because this is so new, if you can get online, and there are companies giving away, well, there's contests to try to you know, give some free rides, free trips. You can go over to Australia and try that. So that is something that if you're over there, I would highly recommend checking out. And this wasn't like an April Fool's joke? No, this is very real. It seems like an April Fool's joke, right? It does. It seems like it's fake. It seems like something that Uber would be like, this is our new thing. It's called Scuba. 
and you go up into go into the down to the barrier reef or something and then they'd be like and we also got we got one called spooger where you go up in space and we also got this other one called boober and it's on bicycles and everyone's like right wait what and like we also have another one and it's called uh ruber and it's rollerblades and so you hail some rollerblades and then someone comes and gives you some rollerblades. Sitting there waving at a quarter. Uh, rollerblades, please, 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 please. And someone rollerblades up, but he's also carrying rollerblades and tosses you the rollerblades. And then you skate and they guide you to where you're going. And at the end, they're like, will you pay me? It's like, well, I kind of did it all myself still. But yes, I'll pay you a little bit for the rental of these rollerblades. Thanks. So that's, that's pretty much it. We have other news. We will be dotting the newest episodes with some more stuff but yeah because yeah there's all kinds of stuff going on right there's a lot going on right now it's pretty crazy and we don't want to you know like just gloss over anything we want to be able to give you guys the full info so we will keep it coming i wonder if you can get scuba going in like a river or do you think it would be some kind of uh hazard no you could try it because like there's a lot of cities with rivers and stuff right it probably wouldn't be a submarine, though, if you're going to do that. Why not? Because Why not, Kyle? Not all. Why not? Very deep. And we see these submarines go down, what, like 20 feet or something? Yeah. Think about, yeah, the, so. think about the river through our city. You think that would, 20 feet? Not a chance. <laughs> you can, like, see I think the I bottom stand of in that it. River. Yeah. yeah. I don't think, I think, yeah, I think I could probably walk across it. Yeah. So... Maybe maybe not subs and all those. Mm. Agree to disagree. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating on iTunes.